listening to The Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Merton L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. This week, we're continuing with the Spring Forward series. Bishop Clark utilizes Genesis chapter 40, verses 12 and 13 as the foundation scripture for part one of the message, Reset, Continue. Today's message is entitled, Reset, Continue. It's hard to start over again. It's hard to bounce back. From a tragedy it's hard to to come back after an illness sometimes things are just out of whack sometimes we feel like our equilibrium I think I said it right is a little off our balance is off sometimes we don't fit in when we're trying to bounce back it's happening more and more a lot of people feel some kind of way Will Smith started that stuff years ago he said, I feel some kind of way. And you hear it all of the time. Now, I just feel some kind of way. And I'm amazed with how feelings are able to shift people from their purpose. We're more feeling oriented today. And I'm going to share some things that may challenge your theology uh, later on in the message. Uh, but I need to minister two times a day and I'm ready for it. But the reset message here is something that the Lord put on my heart that our church needs to go through that. This is the season and I'm praying that as you hear this message that you will begin to think about things that you need to set anew in your own life. There's some old clothes that need to get away. You need to get rid of them, take them to Goodwill. Let someone else wear them now. If you haven't worn it in five years or if you outgrown it, then get rid of it. Um, if, you are, if you slim down and they're too big for you, give it to someone who may need it. Sometimes we can do a garage sale and create a seed so we can sow it into the kingdom. Whatever you need to do, do that. Uh, if you need to go to school, don't wait. Go now. If you move in a certain direction, God will send the resources. But it's important. It's hard to uh, create anew, to start over again. Some people feel like they need to go to a new city to reset. No, you just need to clean up and reorganize where you are. Whatever you take to the new city you'll find in the city if you can't do it here you won't make it in atlanta where the players play if you can't handle here you'll never handle it in chicago you just can't if you're if you're good in the, in the small things god will elevate you to the larger things that's how it works so make it work here i told a memite one time i said listen if mims kill you you know you can't handle it in new york so you need to survive here in mims this is a small town Get your head together. When I first left home and flew into Dallas, Texas, I was amazed with how large it was. And I was amazed even the more when, fl when flying into San Diego, California. It was amazing to see the lights like that, a city of lights. First time I flew into New York or drove into New York, I was blown away when I came out of the Lincoln Tunnel. I was just blown away with the movement and how things were and the smell and the, the trash in the street and the people. 
that were moving back and forth with no sense of care. It seemed like they didn't care about each other. I sat at the corner there in my car and just looked at people for about 30 minutes before I moved. I was like, I got to get my handle on this, man. It was gone. It was crazy. I remember the first time flying into Chicago, uh, Illinois. It was just amazing to me, the Windy City, or, or Toronto, or Honolulu. That was amazing as well. There's a big world out there. The first time I entered into Tokyo, I was like, wow, it was really clean. The architectural uh, design for the streets were very, very sharp. Everything was clean, well done in Tokyo, Japan. But it's, it's again, there's a big world out there. And some people think when they go to a big city, that's a reset. It's not a reset. Whoever you are right now, that's what you'll take. Your tendency, your mindset, reset the mind and go to another level. I think we shared with you that uh, the spirit of God has called us to do so. And uh, uh, if you define reset, it means to set again or to set differently or in a different way or in a similar way. I like the term to set anew, to set anew. And so I believe our church and our community will be better as we reset the ministry. So I read to you out of 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16, all scripture is God breathed. As we use the word to reset, let's remember that it came from God. I'm not trying to do anything in this ministry that is not God breathed. And so we want the word of God to be the foundation of everything we do. Uh, the future ministries of this church will never, ever, ever be ministries designed to promote me. Uh, ministries here will always meet a need in our community and within the framework of our church. I've tried to do that in the past, but I want to just really uh, focus on that now. Make sure we really streamline that, that we don't have baby contests here because it doesn't really meet a need. What we want to do is have ministries that reach out in our community effectively in the 21st century. And so uh, we're using teaching. Uh, the scripture says it is God breathed and the, the word of God is used for teaching and rebuking. Uh, nowadays, if you rebuke people from the pulpit, they get really upset. But still, the word of God is there for rebuking. And you need every once in a while the coach to say you're not you're not at your best self. The best self is not shown. You are way beyond what you should be producing right now. And we know that, right? You just don't like to hear it. Amen. If you haven't been to church in a while and you just kind of lackadaisical and you know, you know, I quoted the scripture. I saw a young girl last night. I quoted the scripture. And when I was walking, she was dressed in her attire. But she said to me, what version of the Bible did you read? And I realized that at one time you were going to a Christian church. At one time you tasted of this, what we call this, the nectar from the word. Because you knew I came from the scripture. She said, I didn't read it in that version. I said, you speak the language <laughs> of the believers. But look where she's drifting. And a lot of us have been drifting. Like we've never were raised in the church with a modern day mentality. Modern day. It doesn't take all of that. Who told you that? Who told you that? It takes this and more. In Christ. What I mean by that is, if you believe in him, he's taking care of a lot of it. But you must put your confidence in him. Amen. Trying to do it on your own, you'll never make it. Amen. 
So we rebuke. I rebuke you if you're going to other religions, reading all kind of books and won't read the Bible. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Get back to what you know. It's for correcting and it's for training that the man or the woman of God, training in righteousness or right wiseness, that the man or the woman of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And so honestly, the heart of reset is to make sure that we're thoroughly furnished in righteousness for every good work. So no matter what your goals are for self-improvement or spiritual expansion, business effectiveness or efficiency, the word of God is best placed, is the best place to start. So as we get in the word, then you can think about business. Get in the word, you can think about efficiency. Get in the word, you can think about spiritual expansion and improvement. Start with the word of God. If you keep truth in the center, victories will follow. Make sure you keep truth in the center of your life. Your victories will follow. Don't go after victories. Keep truth in the center and your victories will follow. Truth is the foundation for all spiritual success and must be established first. Don't trust any success without truth being established first. Seek first the kingdom and God will add things to you. It is not your prosperity that defines whether you're okay or not. It is seeking first the kingdom. Seek the truth of God's word. We know that the truth is Christ and him personified. Get Jesus in your heart and let him work with you to create a new image that he can see his reflection in you when you're in the furnace of affliction, purifying you, purifying the goal. Make sure that he's the center and everything else will follow. I want to remind you to turn on the prayer light in our prayer school 2019 Romans 12 and 12 instructs. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithfully, faithful in prayer. I want to remind the church that in America, we need to pray. Pray for America. Look at these tornadoes that are going through the Midwest right now. This is, this is a phenomenon. I mean, over nine days of nothing but devastation. Last night, one touchdown destroyed a trailer park. They're searching for bodies this morning. These are major twisters and things that are occurring in this country. Major flooding. If you, are you watching it? I mean, major flooding. People are losing everything. Last year was major fires. California just burning. The whole community is burning. And about a year before that, I told our church at the top of the year, I see unusual fires. Things are happening all over the world. Not only that, um, uh, the stock market is going up, but there's uncertainty around the country and around the world. Uh, governments are changing and shifting. Um, economics are changing and shifting. Trade wars and all kinds of things. And if you're looking for stability to be in the world, remember the world is in a fallen state. And Jesus prophesied that these things would come. Looks like we may be sending troops back to the Middle East. We're, we're sending warships over there now. We're trying to tell Iran that we're not going to touch, we're not going to tolerate certain things. We really don't need another war, but the scripture says that nations will rise against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms. And so instead of talking about how can these things be, you should be saying Jesus already prophesied that it would come. That's why it's good to know the word. We need to pray for America. 
We need to pray the theme, love one another. Love one another. Just love one another. Sometimes we can love people through their trials and love them through their traumas and love them through their issues. Doesn't mean you have to tolerate their sin. This is what's amazing with me with Christians. It's always about sin. Uh, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. If you're looking for that, look at yourself. You point your finger at me, you got three or four from pointing at yourself. Get over that. And if you, if you look at your own family tree, you got children and all of that doing all kinds of things. What are we talking about? Just love through it. Talk to them about Jesus, but love them through it. Don't slam the door in their face and kick them out. We need to love people through their issues. You don't have to tolerate it, but love them through it. You don't have to let them do it again, but love them through it. You can tell them they're wrong and still love them through it. I'm praying for America, glory to God, that we would love one another, that churches would love each other, that families would begin to work together. In the workplace would be less agitation. Communities would begin to function together. That cities would cooperate with each other. Ethnicities and people would come together. Different ethnicities and people would come together. That we would love God and each other. That we would come into agreement, a clear agreement, unite visibly, not just in heart, but unite visibly, not just in image, but unite in heart. Pray extraordinarily for the next great spiritual awakening in America. Pray extraordinarily for the next great and spiritual awakening in America. Michael, it may start with you. You may be the man that God wants to use to create another awakening in America. I believe the church needs to reset. Let's talk about the church. If you're taking notes, everybody's pointing at the church and there's a spirit trying to pull people out of assembling together. Everybody seems to have a word. Everybody has something to say, catchy phrases, but we need to get back to the scriptures. What does the scripture say? Someone told me yesterday, Bishop Clark, you shouldn't worry about what anybody say. Just do what God told you to do. I said, but if I said that, I ain't worried about what nobody say. I wouldn't be fulfilling the call of God because he tells me to be concerned about what other people say. So where did you get your thought? I don't care about what nobody say. It certainly didn't come from the Bible. It's a secular thing. And it may work in your circles, but it's not biblical. You should be concerned about what people say. You should live in a way where you bring peace to your community. And if you don't care what no one say, you'll shut your door, lock your windows, and don't care what anybody say when you do what you do. But it's not biblical. It is the spirit of this age. Don't fall into that trap. You don't have to be walking around as a slave or controlled by what people say, but you should be concerned. Write it down. We must see the church as the present purpose of God. The church is the present purpose of God. Israel was the previous and present purpose of God. The church now is the vehicle that God wants to use. God chose a nation called Israel to birth the Christ. But when Jesus came on the scene, he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. 
And so the church, you must see the church as the present purpose of God. It is in contrast to God's purpose and will for individuals and nations in the Old Testament. And what I just said, shared with you is very serious. I said that, that the church is God's, is the present purpose of God in the earth. And it is in contrast to God's purpose and will for individuals and even nations in the Old Testament. And I bold in what I say. Because right now, what's going out is that people are trying to find their purpose, but the purpose is in the church. Old Testament, the spirit used to fall upon men, individuals, and really what's happening, and this is really catchy, Old Testament flavor and purposes are being disguised as filling your destiny today and pushed and people are gravitating to it, but it's a part of the old covenant. Well, God will fall on men. You have a destiny, David. You have a destiny, Solomon. You have a destiny, Abraham. You have a destiny, Moses. But today, the purpose is in the church. And what we're doing is listening to that, listening to its Old Testament teaching with a chocolate flavor of 21st century. Go for it. You, go for it. God has put his spirit on the church. And people say, I don't need organized religion. Because they say the spirit fell on me. He's given me. I found my voice. But you're not Isaiah. Isaiah prophesied to this time. Thank you God. That the church would be the vehicle. And it's not going to get a lot of amens. But let it settle here today. Thank you God. The church is still God's method. In the earth today. And I want all of you that are watching around the world that's going after these catchy phrases and finding voice and finding your purpose. Your purpose is tied to the local church and to the church universal. Please get that. If you say I don't need it, you're not in the will of God. Listen again. It is in contrast to God's purpose and will for individuals and even nations in the Old Testament. Today, he has chosen the church to work through. Please take notes. The church is the purpose of God for both Jews and Gentiles. In the Old Testament, God usually selected a nation. He selected a nation called Israel. And in the Old Testament, he selected the Jewish people. One nation. One people. Almost the whole Old Testament is directed to them. You will see semblances of God speaking to the world. But in the New Testament, you need to understand he selected the church and the church has in it both Jews and Gentiles. All are welcome to the house of God. In the Old Testament, the Gentiles were excluded. Even when Jesus came on the scene, a Gentile woman came to him and said, Lord, I have uh, something going on in my house. He said, I'm not supposed to cast the bread before the dogs. It's not your season and time. But she kept on persisting. And as she persisted, Jesus said, I didn't find this kind of faith even with my people. I'm going to grant you your request. And we can see how the kingdoms were colliding. Now we're in a season where God has so loved the world that he gave his son. And the church is what God is working through today. 
And there needs to be a reset around the world. Even church people that are drifting from the church and listening to these seducing individual type finding voice type mindsets. And you need to understand that's what God used to do in the Old Testament. Now he breathes upon congregations to change the world and the mandate that's on the congregation. If you bypass this and say, I'm going to stand on my own, you won't have the resources following you. And even if you did, it doesn't mean the anointing is following you because the purpose is tied to the church. Don't let the enemy separate you from the church. Thank you, Lord. Church is a living organism. Please write it down. It's alive. It's called the body of Christ. It needs to be reset. It is a New Testament revelation. New Testament revelation. The enemy didn't see this one coming. He saw the nation of Israel and tried to choke out any deliverer. He started with Moses. Even in Jesus' day, he tried to choke out the deliverer. He tried to kill all of the uh, boys uh, two years and under. Trying to choke out the deliverer. But now God so loved the world and the New Testament revelation of that purpose is the church. Since she is the body of Christ, let's talk about her service and stewardship that needs to be reset. First of all, her service to God needs to be reset. Then her service toward man needs to be reset. And her stewardship needs to be reset. Are you all still here? Tell me you're good students today. You listening? You writing notes? Taking notes? Right, I'm systematic in my thinking. I've done my homework. I know I messed some of you up to say that in contrast, in contrast, I'm very clear to God's purpose and will for individuals and nations in the Old Testament, God has selected the church. Individuals used to run Elijah. I want the Elijah anointing and all that. God, God, God worked through the church now. Elijah bowed to Jesus. Y'all understand? <laughs> I heard the Lord, God is moving me in a different way. You better get with a church. If you don't like this one, there's probably one that you can like, but you got to get with a church. That's his way. Her service toward God. One thing I've noticed in the Old Testament and in the New Testament is that God always had priests. So you have priests in the Old Testament under the what? Levitical priesthood in the new testament we follow the priest after the order of who melchizedek you need to understand still priests but of a different order which order is superior the melchizedek order the order of melchizedek is superior okay so i want you to see this you have a levitical priesthood which is one of the tribes of israel for the nation of israel the the, the levites were chosen to do the work of the tabernacle on behalf of the nation okay Aaron was the, the the chief high priest of that order okay but he would not allow any Gentile to come to the tabernacle it was strictly for the nation of Israel so we can learn from Aaron but it's Old Testament but there was a man who came to Abraham when Abraham saw him the scripture said this is before Levi was ever born when Abraham met this man, he gave him a tenth. This is where the tithe comes from. It doesn't come from Levi. 
It comes from Melchizedek or Abraham giving the Melchizedek. And the scripture says in the book of Hebrews, and I'm going there, in the New Testament, that when Abraham gave his tithe to Melchizedek, that God called Levi blessed even though he was still in seed form. So Levi, though he wasn't even created, he wasn't even implanted in his mother's womb, wasn't even born, but God can see generations to come and call Levi blessed when Abraham gave a tenth to Melchizedek. This is why we believe that Melchizedek is of a greater order. It's like a type of Christ in the Old Testament. Many of us believe Christ pre-incarnate showing up to Abraham. In today's economic and social climate, we all have our struggles, financially and emotionally. Are you tired? Frustrated? Do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at thewordoftruth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 2482. That's reference number 2482. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. King David said this. He said, I was young and now I'm old. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed beg bread. God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted above your ability, but will with every test also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. God loves you. And so do I. I want you to be encouraged. Lift up your head and let the King of Glory come in. Who is this King? He's our Lord, our 
our Savior. He's mighty and strong, and he's mighty to fight in every battle that you're facing. Until next time, God bless you and keep you is my prayer.